It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I, do, I don't want to throw this at you, but I'm just curious as the, the certified DB stan. <laughs> how you feel about the makeup of the secondary and how they've played without Eric Stokes. And obviously now that Darnell Savage is not in the picture for at least a couple more weeks. Well, I'm fine without Darnell Savage in the picture, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think that they will be just fine without him. Um, so my thing about the secondary is that it's really hard. There's a lot of layers to it right now, right? Like, I like Rasul better on the boundary. I think it's where he's most comfortable, although he hasn't really been playing that great. But at the same time, when you allow him to kind of be a little bit more aggressive and use his instincts and kind of attack things closer to the line of scrimmage, he can sniff things out really nicely. I think for just looking at the cornerbacks right now, I think a lot of what it is in my mind is scheme. And I and I really believe that, like, even after with Jair kind of getting burnt a little bit in this game, I, I just think when you allow them to press a little bit and be aggressive and kind of use their speed and their football IQ, like, they're a lot more shut down than when they're being asked to play zone. And I know that the game plan for zone was because of the kind of player that Justin Fields is. I get it. Like, they have to adjust at some point to – because – that's just where quarterbacks are going in the NFL, but I just don't think that their our corners are necessarily being used to their skill set. And I feel that way too about Eric Stokes. He's really fast and he's good with his hands. He had trouble like ball tracking his rookie season, but he was kind of on an upper trajectory until he, all he was asked to do was play zone coverage. The safeties to me is a talent thing. So it's it's this opposite now where I just kind of feel like unfortunately our you know, foundational guy and Adrian Amos just isn't the same anymore. It's really hard to watch him miss tackles and just kind of make like odd mistakes that he's never made before. Um, and there's really no one else behind him that I think is a real starter. Again, like that's no hate to Rudy Ford, but again, like he's not, he was not meant to be a starter. He was meant to be a rotational piece and like a dime or a nickel package. So 
I just think the safety position has like a lack of talent in it right now. And that makes it really hard because your secondary is a cohesive unit that has to communicate properly together. And they aren't really doing that right now. And regardless of how good your corners are, or if even if Adrian Amos is having a good game, you get one guy who has any kind of blown assignment and it negates everything else that everyone does on the back end. So there's just a lot of layers to the issues right now. It's coaching, it's scheme, it's talent deficiency. So they're going to have to find a way to just retool the room this offseason. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, you know, you could even take it a step further and talk about like the inside linebackers. There's just something this season where it feels like there's missed communication as far as like whether it's, you know, the scheme and the plays getting called by, you know, whoever's the mic in those moments, whether it was Campbell or Walker, like that's a lot to put on a rookie inside linebacker, granted a first round pick, but still like, it just feels like there's, there's been a lot of communication breakdowns where guys aren't on the same page this season. And then, you know, going back to the lack of fundamentals, as far as missed tackles, you know, this, the Packers were like, I think honestly the best tackling team, as far as statistically in the NFL last season, Devonder Campbell missed like three tackles the entirety of the 2021 season. So it's just been really weird to see the guys underperform after having the kind of season that they did last year. And, you know, the talent has to still be there in some capacity. The knowledge of how to effectively tackle has to be there. It's just, you know, it's not translating. So really interested to see what they do with that entire, you know, side of the ball, I guess, this offseason and what those draft picks look like. But this is not the show to talk about that, I guess. Um, We'll have plenty of time. We will. We also have a bye week coming up. So, you know, maybe there's a look ahead there. But did you have any thoughts? I know we kind of talked about a pre-show about the Brian Gutekunst press or anything really stand out to you at this point? Or is it, you know, kind of regurgitating the, the 1265 Lombardi line that we uh, expected? Yeah, he's a politician. Very party <laughs> line. Um, I think the only two things that I'd point out is we mentioned, you know, Rogers kind of saying if it's mutual, I can't believe that's already starting again. Rodgers is coming back next season unless he retires. There's literally two options here. Um, and I think it's clear from Goot and LaFleur and Rodgers that all three like would like him to come back. Um, the only thing I took out of the Goot presser that I actually did find quite interesting was that he says they kind of already have a decision made about Jordan, which I think implies that he, they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. Um, but it was the way he said it, right? He said, like, we've already seen enough to know what we want to do and how we want to make this decision with Jordan. But of course, we'd love to have him have more playing time. So nice to hear some confidence from the GM about their backup quarterback, about his splash first round pick in 2020 and um, how they feel about him. And I think the it makes me feel like what we saw in his performance against the Eagles may be you know, who he is and what he can build off of, which is exciting because he looked very good. Yeah, I agree with you. And regardless of what happens, nothing we have to worry about now, you know, 
hopefully if Jordan Love takes over, he will also have some minority ownership of the Bears at some point in his career. But really fun, of course, to see the Packers beat the Bears at Soldier Field. Um, a win is a win, especially in the NFC North. You know, the Packers obviously lost to the Vikings and the Lions this year already. So nice to see LaFleur continue his sweep of Chicago going 8-0 and, uh, you know, not having lost to the Bears his entire tenure as the Packers head coach. So any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up and look ahead to the bye week and then the Rams coming in a couple weeks? No, I just think that this team <laughs> needs this rest very, very much. And I'm glad that they finally, finally are, are getting a week off because it's been a long stretch pre bye yeah, Rogers sounded pretty confident that, you know, having this bye week, you know, maybe the rib and the thumb will both be behind him for that kind of final stretch. Like we said, after the bye, the Packers have the Rams coming to Lambeau Field, a Matt Staffordless Rams team, but we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. So that is all the time that we have for this episode of PAX What She Said. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast or on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at PAX What She Said. Remember to download the show, rate it, subscribe, um, give it some love. You can find us on Odyssey and everywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcast. So as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.